Hello and welcome to Schmanners. Um, so this isn't normally how I start the show. I realize that, but uh, this is part two of our episode about tourism that we recorded live at San Francisco Sketchfest 2018 with special guest Allison Rosen. Um, so if you are hearing this and you haven't listened to part one, you should go back and do that. It was last week. It was super fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed these two episodes um, because this is just going to kind of start in media res, as they say, and so it, it would be a little jarring. So I wanted to do this intro to let you know that is what's going on. Go check out part one last week and enjoy part two. What's the best way to politely ask permission before taking photos of locals? And I assume you mean like in a candid, not like a modeling shoot. <laughs> um, I think that my advice for this question would be... Don't. Ask. Just make it look like a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> no, don't do that either. Um... Uh, I would say to take your focus to the place, so like the landscape or the building. Um, if people happen to be in this photograph, I don't think that you need to like have them sign a release or anything. Uh, but I, unless you have already befriended and you feel comfortable taking a photograph of a person that you have befriended, you probably shouldn't ask a stranger if you can take their picture. Here's why. Here's why it is problematic and you should not do it. Because um, if you're taking a picture of a local because they're just so interesting looking to you, that's bad. That's not a good thing to do. Because that person is just living their life. And you're like, how weird. Don't. It's not good. Don't do that thing. Take a picture of the building. Buildings don't mind. Take a picture of that arch. Ooh, cool arch. But that person's just going to get milk. Leave them the F alone. <laughs> Allison? <laughs> well, yes. But what if, what if you just, like, just don't be obvious about it. Take it, then you have it. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, unless you plan, you have some nefarious purpose for the photo. Like, Yeah, don't do that. Right. Yeah. But if you just want a photo of that weird looking person, I say go for it. <laughs> They're not going to know. No, don't. Make sure the shutter sound is off on. I'm assuming this is all happening on phones. If you have like a, an old-timey camera with a poof of smoke, don't do that. <laughs> um, this question is from Amber. I'm always that super awkward person who points at a word on a menu I can't pronounce, and the waiter cranes over to figure out what I want. What's the best way to go about ordering when you have no clue what the dish is called because you can't pronounce it? That have... happens to me here in English yeah, all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. We're me all too. that person. Yeah, I, what is this? It's a sandwich? Oh. <laughs> Um, and uh, how, do you, how, how does that work? Griffin was in Japan, and he went to a restaurant, and everything was in Japanese, and he can't read Japanese. 
And so he, he and his friend just like pointed a bunch of stuff. And then their bill was like $500. Because <laughs> they had pointed at like the six most expensive things on the menu. And the person who didn't have say they, anything was like, oh, Have they really, also. though? Have they really? Who knows? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> who knows? Anyways. When this happens to me, and it happened, uh, I think, at, our, uh, at a restaurant recently here, um, what happens is when I see something... I'm going to make my best effort. And then I'm going to go on to describe what the dish is because usually they give, you know, there's a name of the dish that's difficult. And then there's things like um, wheat noodles, garlic, teriyaki, chicken, things like that, right? So I. Bread, bread. lettuce, tomato, bacon. So I would say. It's a BLT. That's what I was describing. (laughs) I would say the best I can of the actual name of the dish and then start to read the ingredients until I see the the wait staff start nod and write down like they but, know what I'm talking about. Unless they just about. keep going like, what? No. <laughs> no, stop. What are I you saying? Say, I have to say that's never happened to me. Get out of here. Usually I, what works is I start to read the ingredients. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they write it down. I just keep saying uh, Whopper. <laughs> Whopper with fries. Until I'm asked to leave. Um, we just went to House of Non King here. Is it, is it, mm, been there? It's very so good. Yes, good, very you good. Guys, so good. It's the best, uh, best, maybe best food I've ever had. And we went with our friend Hal Lublin, and he was like, "Here's what we do: we just tell him anything we can't eat, and then we say, bring us what you think is good.' And it was the best choice I've ever made in my entire life. Second only to like, I guess, marrying Teresa. Um, <laughs> It's all, nice to be the first. It was all right, yeah. It's pretty good, but th- this beverage steak was really good. <laughs> so it was up there. But I, I, I kind of like that idea. If you're going to experience something new and you're willing to be a little bit adventurous and you could say, like, you know, I'm no gluten or I'm a vegetarian or whatever, and then just say, like, I'm kind of hungry, I'm, like, medium hungry, bring me some stuff. I think that that is a, a good way to experience something like that. Inserting researched quote here. James Missioner once said, if you reject the food, ignore the customs, fear the religion, and avoid the people, you might as well stay home. Boom. There it is. (laughs) So deal with that, nerds. (laughs) I love you all so much. Thank you for coming to the show. Uh, I think we're going to do some audience questions now. Was anybody thinking of questions? Yeah, you have questions? Thank you for lights. You guys are great. I love sketches. Do we have a a microphone? Looks like you have one over there. I think that's for crowd noise. No, got that? Thank you. There we go. Do you want me to walk around? Just like set it on the front of the stage. I think people... Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't look like we have a ton of questions, so come on up. Yeah, just line up. If you have questions, line up. Over there. No, No, over here. Dead center. (laughs) Don't stand in front of those people. No, don't. You didn't right think there, this through. Hi, what is Hi. your name? My name is Julia. It's so nice to meet you. Hello, Julia. Julia. That's a great name. Thank you. I have a character named after that in D&D. So I know. I, thank you. Um, so I'm terrible with directions. Mm-hmm. And also to talking to people. 
Um, so how do I ask a local for directions if I'm lost and like my phone doesn't work and I just need to get somewhere? Like, How's a nice way to approach someone to ask? That? Well, if you do it like I do it, you listen for the first half and then you just start walking and then you get lost again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is something that happened to us a lot in Scotland. Yeah, uh, I'm very bad about it. Okay, got it. Left. Yeah. Travis did a lot of <laughs> nodding and smiling and I did a lot of actually listening. Um, so uh, what, I, what I think is probably the best idea is to talk about landmarks because people are some like, go three blocks west and two blocks east and like all this kind of difference. You wouldn't go west and then east. Sorry. That'd be weird. Uh, that'd and be then weird. you'll be back here and then I'll show you where to go. Uh, so ask about landmarks. So if you're trying to get to a specific place, name that place and hopefully they can tell you in similar terms Okay, so you want to go left at the stoplight and then past the park and then it will be on your right. Something like that um, because those are usually a lot easier to discern than the idea of west and east and blocks and things like that. And do repeat it back. Uh, yes. that, that helps a lot and it also shows them like I'm listening to you and I'm registering this and that way if you repeat back something incorrectly Bless you. they, you, they then you. can say like no 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 left and you're like okay great okay. that's way better than getting halfway there and be like I forgot I, don't know <laughs> I gotta stop three more people thank you you're thank welcome you. hope that helps you can just pass the microphone yeah. back and then go sit down thank you hi hello, hello. Uh, I'm Yoav uh, hello. I am going to Asia for the first time in a couple of months, and I started looking up etiquette, and uh, it's all extremely new to me. Um, when you're immersed in a culture that you really just, it, you're, you're be just beginning to understand, what are some general tips that you should, that are kind of universal that you can follow just to avoid giving offense when you sort of are doing your best to just not Rude. I think that it's important to remember that everyone kind of understands the self-deprecating nature of being uh, like alone in the world. Like you're probably, uh, I don't know if you have a travel Are you companion. Alone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have a travel companion, but you are traveling alone, and I think that, that there is something that everyone will see themselves in you and be like, oh, I've been in this situation. I understand how hard this is. So if you really acknowledge that and be self-deprecating and apologize and humble and things, I think people will really go out of their way to help you. Um, and, and everyone kind of has that feeling within themselves of, of like, let's, let's just help this guy. He, he, he needs a little more assistance. <laughs> I, I also think you're already pretty far ahead of the curve if you're worried about it. Like exactly. If, if and research is something that, that a lot of people really don't do, and it's so available. Like, really, all you have to do is do a Google, and you'll be able to find out what hand gestures you're not supposed to use and how you're supposed to eat, and there's a wealth of information that a lot of people just don't look for. So you're already ahead. Also, highly recommend Rick Steves. It's, okay. it, he, his books are incredibly uh, granular, um, I would use the word detailed. I couldn't think of a better word, Teresa. <laughs> no, but yes, they are incredibly in-depth and detailed and not just like, this is a fun place, but also like, don't do this, ask for this, don't say this thing. They're, they are very good about like how to go and not make a complete fool of yourself. Um, highly recommend those. Is there a specific thing you've encountered in your research that strikes you as really different or that you're, you're feeling nervous about? Or you know you're definitely going to do. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I can't. 
Um, so I'm going to Thailand, and apparently there's a whole lot of different shoes. Like there's indoor, shoes. There's like indoor shoes and outdoor shoes, and I think in Japan there's bathroom shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm pretty worried about messing that up. You will. <laughs> I mean, but that, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I, I think that you need to find a good balance of, like, letting yourself off the hook mm. somewhat while also still trying. Because at a certain point, anywhere that has had visitors before, they understand the deal. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're a tourist. I don't expect you to come and know everything I do. I've lived here my whole life. So trying to do right, I, I think it's already leaps and bounds uh, ahead. And uh, But... You're going to mess up. That's how you learn. I mean, that's the thing. You know, my baby daughter's walking now, and <laughs> sometimes she has to stumble <laughs> to learn to pick herself back up. It's another poster I'm working on. Another poster I would buy, 10 yeah. out of 10. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ricky. Hello. Um, I was wondering, so... Sometimes when you're traveling as a tourist, you end up staying with a friend or a distant relative. And I'm wondering, what's the best way to have that conversation about, like... Needing to leave and go to a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I find this... Be straightforward about what you need. Well, it's more like sometimes when someone's hosting you, there's an expectation that they will show you as a local. Mm. But sometimes it's, oh, I'm going to go do these things on my own. But sometimes it's, this is a friend I haven't seen in a while, so... We're spending time together, but I also want to do tourist stuff. So how do you either like figure that out or have that conversation with that person to kind of figure out what are your expectations about what time you're willing to give me to help me be a tourist? This is something that we always talk about, the idea of explaining your expectations before the thing happens really makes it so that everyone kind of is on the same playing field. And, and those awkward moments are avoided. You know, so you're not sitting at the breakfast table, like kind of staring at each other. What are you going to do for me today? <laughs> And that way, too, you can then schedule a time that it's like, and I have a big gap of time, free Tuesday, if you want to show me around. Right? right. So that way, it's, it's because here's the thing. I've had lots of people come and stay with us, because uh, we're great. Um, and people like being around us. And every, I guarantee you, every person you will ever stay with loves the idea of like, and here's three hours where you won't have to worry about me. It's a present you can give them. Here's three hours where you get to feel like I'm not here. Ah, right. what right. a relaxing treat. Not because you're not great, but just because everybody likes to have their own time. Everybody understands that. That idea of like, and I will entertain myself for a period of time is, is very nice. And this is best discussed before you get there. Uh, just because I think that the expectation is the hard part. Because when, you, when you're staying with a friend and they think about the idea of, oh, I have to entertain this person. What are we going to do? I got to make all these plans. But if, you are, if you've already mitigated that expectation, then the whole trip, the whole stay has a lot more of a, of a positive vibe. It has an easier time. So forward planning is really important. And then we always advocate I statements. Excuse me. <coughs> We always advocate I statements so that you are not putting the onus on someone else. You're explaining what it is you need and you want. So rather than saying you are overbearing, you would just say, like, I am overborn. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but I suppose. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
Hi everybody. Okay, just a just a quick thank you note break here. Uh, this week, uh, Schmanners is sponsored by Quip. Listen, you don't take a good enough care of your teeth. None of us do. I'm not judging you. I've also been there. I've had to get lots of dental work done uh, for various reasons that I don't need to go into now. But here's the thing. Quip is making dental care just a little bit easier so that we can all do better and be better, try harder, all of that stuff. Quip is a new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. Quip also comes with a suction mirror mount that doubles as a travel cover, which is great. I travel a lot. It's wonderful to take Quip with you, and then it sticks to your mirror so you don't have to worry about it like cluttering up your, your counter. It's great. Um, and Quip also offers a subscription plan that delivers new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash schmanners. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. We are also sponsored this week by Sunbasket. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home with organic and clean ingredients delivered right to your door. I'm a big fan of meal subscription services. It's wonderful to get everything you need. And here's the thing. This food, it's delicious, it's healthy, and you get to make it yourself. And I know what you're saying. Travis, I don't know how to cook. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to worry about that. Because all the instructions are right there. It's going to walk you through it. It's going to hold your hand, not in a condescending way, but in a, like, let's do this together, buddy. And you're going to make this food. You're going to both feel proud of yourself and feel full because this food is amazing. Um, and there's a ton of options. There's 18 weekly recipes to choose from. There's paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more. It has something for every healthy journey and every busy lifestyle. That's their line, not mine, but I really like it. Go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners today to get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners. Uh, also want to let everyone know, um, schmanners is going to be performing at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas uh, on April 18th. You can go get your tickets now at bit.ly slash schmanners. M-O-O-N-T-O-W-E-R. S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Uh, and we'll see you there. And now, back to the other live show we did. Uh, enjoy. And, yeah, come back next week. Why don't you? Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work. But it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. <laughs> hey, these are this, this, this is the straight talk that, that you're going to get on this show. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm a therapist. I think you, you, I got more out of you than the therapist I went to twice. <laughs> Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Hi there. I'm film critic April Wolf and host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. 
Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, I am also a traveler. I go to San Francisco. I was just in L.A. I thought you were going to say I'm also a Travis. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Dylan, but... Okay. (laughs) And I'd like to ask, especially like on Hollywood or Pier 39 where everybody's going, what's the best way to like talk to any celebrities that you might encounter or like leave them alone? I'll field this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... I actually just I just wanted to say that oh, and make that, that joke. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, but I actually do think uh, I think just I think just being polite and going up to them is fine, unless it's clear like if they're wearing a baseball cap and like slinking around, then they probably don't want to be stopped. And I feel like you can usually tell if someone is trying to move through a crowd without being stopped. Um, but if they if they don't look that way, if they just look like a normal person but with that certain something um, <laughs> that the world responds quality. to. Yeah. That's yeah. star uh, quality. Then I feel like if you just go up in your plight, and you uh, also, you, I don't feel like you need to be super duper apologetic. Like oftentimes don't. people are like very deferential and like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and like, it's sort of that thing that you guys talk about on the podcast of it all has to do with the energy that exactly. you're putting forth. So if you, you're a human being, they're a human being, plus. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> They're a first-class human. Yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're not the same. Economy class. Yeah, fine, it's fine. <laughs> but so I think just go up and just like, hey, and you know, if you want to take a photo or want to just say, hey, I really liked your this, this or that or whatever. I think just treat them like a normal human being. Be polite, not deferential. Let, I, I'll tell you my my secret. Gather around. <laughs> um, it's three parts, right? Part one. This is, is gonna the, be good. Part one is the. <laughs> part one is the greeting. Part two is the ask, and part three is the leaving, right? So, oh, this is better than my answer. Yeah. No, your answer was good. It gave oh, me time you. to think of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so part one, the greeting is, uh, excuse me, I, uh, you know, I, I, are you such and such? You know, I'm such and such. The ask comes in the form of, can I take a picture with you? Or it can also be like, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan. I appreciate your work. It's, it's what you are hoping to get out of the exchange. A handshake, a picture, an autograph. What are you hoping to get out of it? And then the third and most important part is the leaving. Because once you get what you wanted in the ask, that person will appreciate nothing more than you saying like, well, thank you very much. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate it. And you go. Because then you have gotten out of it what you want. Um, and, and then there's a very clear beginning, middle, and end of the exchange, um, which, as someone who doesn't like small talk in general, is the dream. Um, I know when it's about to end, and it's great. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing, especially if they're with people or they're doing something and they're walking towards something. I, I have never been stopped and minded it. I've never had a problem with it, even if I'm, like, rushing to get somewhere. It is when I'm rushing to get somewhere and there is no the leaving. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't talk to you anymore. I'm getting into a car. <laughs> um, and then I have to do the leaving. <laughs> um, but yeah, the three parts. Follow the three parts, and no one will ever be bothered by you. And if they are, they're a jerk. 
Awesome, thank you. I think, just, just in case we haven't said it yet, I think that you people lined up, we're going to cut off questions after that. So if one pops in your head, tough. <laughs> Tweet at us. We'll, we might answer it. <laughs> or, or we won't. I don't know. Uh, so if you're in a different country, what should you do to make sure you're eating right and not like just a lot of greasy food? Like getting some like different oh. food groups in there, but while also having food sensitivities and or allergies. Seek out a grocery store. <laughs> they, Listen, um, no joke. When we were in Scotland, we did make a lot of our own food. We had like a little kitchen in our thing, and, and we cooked for our. The first part of that sentence was when we were in <laughs> Scotland. You may not have. Did heard. I mumble? Yes. Oh no. Um, but I, I think in general, conscientious. Eating conscious choices of like, I am going to find a place with vegetables. Mm-hmm. And that helps. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, ask locals like where they eat and look on Yelp. So <laughs> the, the thing idea. that I would recommend is um, it is very easy as a human to want to gravitate to the things that are known, things that are familiar. Um, and with our economy and the, the kind of the global economy, the way that it is, there are chain restaurants everywhere. You go there and you know what you're going to get. And I would advise against going to those things. So say uh, you step out of your comfort zone a little bit, you might find that your diet is more varied because those are the places that you that um, you know. Not to mean. Food sensitivities, but Not, like right, yeah. right. Um, uh, just in the idea of getting uh, getting something different away from the greasy food, things like that. Like I said, it's human impulse to find the familiar, but I would suggest that you push your comfort just a little bit. And just tell them to hold the grease, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and don't put grease on that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Hi. Oh, that is loud. <laughs> um, I'm going to Japan for the first time. Uh, I've never been to oh, the U.S. Lucky. before. Um, Wouldn't it be great if you... I, I'm going to Japan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on Griffin's recommendation, actually, uh, I'm going to the Hakone area, um, mm-hmm. the hot springs, which he, I think he went on his uh, honeymoon. They have a bathing suit area, which uh-huh. I assume is for the sort of tourist people, and they have a not bathing suit area, uh-huh. which is the more local thing, I think. Um, which should I choose? Which are like, you comfortable with? Well, see, I'm going with a bunch of friends, um, so it's not really something that bothers me, but like my friends are kind of uncomfortable about it. That's their problem. They can go to the bathing suit area. <laughs> I would like to say... <laughs> um, that I think that this is a situation where you need to cater to the lowest common denominator. So if if you would like to spend time with these friends that you're going with, I would suggest that you do what the, the person who is the least comfortable wants to do. Um, but if you, if you don't mind not spending time with them, then go and do whatever it is you want to do. Uh, so can, I, can I offer an addendum to that? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Do that and then leverage it against them later to do a thing you want to do. Hey, do you remember how I kept my bathing suit on? Because y'all, now I want to go to this robot restaurant. Let's go, get in the lift. You know what I mean? Like, I think, because that's the thing is, I, I, I say that, not really joking, but uh, because I don't, there will be people who are uncomfortable trying new things, and then there are people who are uncomfortable 
in a real way, like really uncomfortable. Um, and I think it was okay to cater to that lower, lowest denominator of like, I am not just like outside my comfort zone uncomfortable. I am to my core uncomfortable with this. And then if you can say like, okay, cool, totally. And, and I will go with you on that. But then I also wanna try something that maybe is a little bit outside comfort zone in a different way. I think that that's fine. Does that make sense? Was I just rambling? No, that, makes I just that was great. Out you did fine. You Thank, did you. Thank you. Enjoy your trip. Um, this is, I guess it's the opposite of what everyone else is asking, but um, I'm a local here in SF, and because of that, there's a lot of tourists I see, and I was walking, so one time I was walking with my sister, and I think it was like outside of Safeway or something, we passed a car with family getting out, and one kid just got up and shouted, hey, look, Chinese people. Oh, <laughs> so, not great. And so you punted him. <laughs> Um, no, I was kind of wondering if it would have been... You should have turned around and go, where? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it polite to kind of tell off a child for saying something like that, or... Yeah. No, uh, uh, if I might. I totally would. Uh, I, I would, personally, give... Just glare at the parents. Give a little more little more room to a to a child who probably doesn't know any better they they don't have any kind of filter and sometimes they just say whatever happens um this is a good time uh, in case you haven't listened to the show before the answers we are giving are the if you're looking for like the polite non-confrontational and i think that's true if you want to say something you should because I think that that is a moment where you can say, like, well, that's not very nice, or that's very rude to react that way, or just look at the parents and go, are you going to say something? Because if you don't, I am. <laughs> or I'm just going to punt that kid. I think that there's a middle ground, actually. Between punting and not punting. <laughs> where you threaten to punt. And the middle ground is when someone would say something like, look, there's Chinese people. You say, hi, welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> really enjoy your stay. And then you flip them off. <laughs> now, I, th I think... <sighs> so that then you let them know that in that interaction, what you said was inappropriate. Yeah. And then you through also... Tone. Not through words. Yes, it's through the thing tone. We, it's the thing we're working on called passive-aggressive. <laughs> Here at McElroy Research Labs. But you also get to keep a little bit of your own in there, right? Like I said, the tone. You're letting them know that... This was inappropriate, what you said, so next time you need to think about these sort of things before you blurt them out loud. Um, because I'm a person too, right? Um, so there, that's, I think, somewhere in between ignoring and punting. You could also just like fill a Coke can with pennies and shake it at him. <laughs> no. Get a spray bottle. Bath. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope that helps a little. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is that good distance? Okay. So I have a question, um, less horrifying, about interacting with tourists. Um, if someone approaches you for information and their attire is not appropriate for the climate or the activity they're asking about, is it rude to give them a heads up, like, yes, the trailhead is over here, but it's a strenuous five-mile hike to where you're going to go, and you're going to have a bad time in flip-flops? 
Hmm. I I think that this is the point where I would uh, feign ignorance. <laughs> Do you mean like I don't know where the trail is? <laughs> Please don't die out there. Yep. Because, because, um, even if you do have very wonderful information for them, in, for instance, your flip-flops, you're going to, like... Die. Die. Uh, they probably don't have the right thing with them anyway. So just let them die. <laughs> no. Separate the wheat from the chaff, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, don't. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I, I probably, in a real-world situation, I would say, you know, I'm not really sure. You know who would know? The ranger station over there. They would know exactly what it is you need to do. You and know who would know? Foot Locker. Then Foot Locker would do it. Ariane. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like I said, they probably don't have the right stuff to do it anyway. And you're not really in a position of authority, although they have, they have deferred to your information. Um, I, uh, there's no winning here. <laughs> I, 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 thi- I think when it comes down to it, you really have to think about, like, what was the question that was asked, you know what I mean, and, and answer that, and, and then decide, like, well, now am I just parenting them or not? Because it's one thing, I think, if they ask, like, where a store is, and you know that store is closed for the day, I think that's fair to say, like, well, it's over there, but they closed at 5, right? I think that's fair, as opposed to, like, you won't like that store. None of the clothes are your style, or whatever. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, I didn't ask that. You know what I mean? Like, so I think you don't. I don't think you should feel obligated to say something. Um, and and I probably wouldn't just because if someone did that to me, like, and you're wearing the wrong pants, I'd be like, I didn't ask you about my pants. <laughs> Which is a poster I'm working on. <laughs> Would not buy that poster. No. Thank See, you. I Thank think you. maybe some there are situations where I would appreciate helpful info. Uh huh. I think, but I think the question is like, are is it a black and white situation where for sure the person's going to die because they wore the wrong shoes, or is it like you're projecting your subjective opinion of what's right and wrong onto them? In which case, don't comment on it. Also, what kind of uh, uh, body language and stuff are they giving you? Like, do they seem like they'd be receptive? Do they seem they... like defiantly underdressed? Yeah. <laughs> or accidentally underdressed? <laughs> Hello. Hi. Um, I have a problem. Uh, I like to drive around, and when I travel, I try to avoid the uh, chain hotels. Uh-huh. Uh, and a lot of the smaller places are untouched by Yelp reviews, like especially in the smaller towns. Uh, and when I cross the threshold of the, uh, the front office, I immediately feel obligated that no matter what I experience, I have to stay there. Uh, and that's led to some uncomfortable nights. And I was wondering mm. if there's a polite way to uh, leave that hotel without feeling You just yell, nope! I forgot my dog! (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to focus on whether or not it's it's something that that a person can change for you, right? If the room is too cold and you go and you tell the front desk, the room is very cold, can you do something about it? And they send someone out and they fix it and things like that. If the roof is leaking on you, and that's not something that's going to be able to be fixed, you or, have... Or the like, owner's giving you a very like Norman Bates kind of feeling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of smells. Yeah. Uh, you have every right to go and seek different accommodation, and I think that you can say, this hotel isn't what I expected. Thank you very much. I'm going to find somewhere else. What uh, would but Gordon would... Ramsay say? You know, that's what I think. <laughs> I would give them the opportunity to fix the things that are fixable, and if it's not fixable, 
then find somewhere else that's better. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi there. Um, so I hope this question isn't too niche, but if you're traveling with somebody who has been there before or understands the language better than you do, how do you not overly rely upon them or make them feel like they've been like, like they're being overburdened by other people in the group trying to use them as a resource? Uh, so like you turn the local into your tour guide. Not idea. necessarily even a local, but somebody who knows the area better than yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is to assume that this person doesn't enjoy that feeling of superiority. <laughs> this is, yeah. Because some people really do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about Travis? <laughs> no, please tell me more. Give this, guy, give this guy the opportunity to tell anybody anything. And, and I'll make, make a podcast about it. <laughs> That podcast put food on our table. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to all see us like this. Uh, I think that, again, this boils down to really communication, uh, where you can ask this person, would you translate for me? Can you recommend a place? Will you go with me? Things like that, because it's the, it's the unspoken questions that really contribute to that awkward feeling of am I, am I relying too much on this person? Is this a burden? Things like that. So the communication I think is really key about this where you ask for what you need and if they are able to give it to you, they will. Um, but hopefully you have communicated to them that if they can't give it to you, you can find it someplace else. There, there are two really good ways to make sure that you don't take someone for granted. And one is to make sure they know that you appreciate them. So if this person is helping you a lot and doing this kind of stuff, make sure you say like, hey, thank you. I don't think I would have been able to do that without you. And two is to not rely on them, not expect it. So if you, for example, are preparing for a trip and you're like, well, I know Doug knows the area, so I don't even need to look at a map. That's not great. you know. So I mean, still preparing your own stuff and being ready. And then thank Doug. Everybody thank Doug for once. You know, because <laughs> Doug... Doug's working hard, and none of you appreciate it. You're all jerks. You're all monsters, and you should be ashamed. Doug's the only good. Doug, stand up. Doug, are you here? You know, He's probably out working for you. <laughs> sometimes I feel this way as a mom. If someone would just say, thank you, BB, come on. Come 15 on, months old, you can't say, thanks, mom. Gosh. So, yeah, do that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think that is going to do Allison. Yes. Thank you so much for thank being a for tourist having... on our show. <laughs> yes, please, everybody clap for Allison. Thank you for having me. Um, everyone should listen to Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Yes, specifically please. the episode I was on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you go to my go to AllisonRosen.com and you can search and there's a search bar and you can search Travis and that should pull it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or iTunes.com. I think you might be the only Travis. Keep it that way. I you have my word. Or iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. You should do that. Do you do Twitter or anything like that? I do oh. I do all the things like that. All the things on Tell Twitter, I'm that. at Allison Rosen, just one L. It's my parents' fault. Uh, and I, on Instagram, I'm at Allison Rosen. And on Facebook, I'm at the Allison Rosen. And I used nice. to say, because someone had taken Facebook.com slash Allison Rosen for years. Like that's, I, I explained that's why it's the Allison Rosen. 
my public page, and then I realized, oh no, I'm the one who took Alice in Residence. It's just my private oh. page. Oh. I have forgotten. I don't use that one nearly as often. <laughs> um, Wonderful. Thank you all for coming to the show. Um, you can clap for yourselves, please. Um, please clap. And um, we, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at SchmannersCast. That's where we also post the topic for the following week. So please, if you have any uh, questions or queries, uh, respond or suggestions on those, for topics, or suggestions for topics, respond on that thread, and you can also reach us at the Schmannerscast at gmail.com, right? Or is it Schmannerscast? Just Schmannerscast. I got stuck on the because of Allison. Yeah. So it's your fault. <laughs> Can I add one more quick plug? Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a book coming out in early Ooh. April. You do? I do. It is called Tropical Attire and Courage and Other Phrases That Scare Me. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Wonderful. Are you going to do an audiobook that you read? I already did, yes. It was very fun. I love audiobooks. <laughs> All sorts of extra asides and behind the scenes stuff. So uh, really, you should get the book and the audiobook. And um, the ebook, just because. Um, go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the other amazing shows there. They are all incredible, and you will love them, guaranteed. Uh, uh, and also, you can join our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. <laughs> Teresa came up with that, and she's really proud of it. I love As proud, she can't you tell? <laughs> so... Uh, oh, one more thing. I want to say thank you to Brent Brentelfloss Black for our theme music that is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our beautiful uh, Twitter art and Keely Weiss Photography for our Schmanners Fanners banner. <laughs> and that's going to do it for us. Uh, join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.